Hello and welcome to the Dustin and Eric podcast show brought to you by Mimosa Networks. Hi, I'm Dustin. And I'm Eric. Today we're on episode number 36. Right? What's in store? 36, check. Wow, you know, yeah. this COVID stuff being long, it's hard to keep track of what's going on anymore. Hopefully we're on the downhill slide, slide of this though. You know, I got my first COVID injection this week. Um, Eric, have you gotten any of yours yet? I got, I received number two a week ago. Oh, and I, had well, a, had already... a, I had a heavy bruise here. I didn't have a bruise, but my arm was really sore for a couple of days. Like somebody yeah. punched the, you know, the heck out of me or something. But it's all good maybe now. Somebody, maybe somebody did. Remember when you blacked out? <laughs> uh, somebody's uh, active in your background. Uh, I think my brother's here. <laughs> oh Lord! We'll bring him on in. We'll have a special guest on this episode. But anyway, this week's episode, uh, we're going to talk about Wi-Fi interop mode and using third-party clients with Mimosa access points. Seems to be a, a common topic uh, coming in on our YouTube videos, so we figured we'd just go ahead and cover that. So, Eric, um, because you do support chats most of the time, you know wh what's the most common clients people ask about when they're wanting to do Wi-Fi interop mode? Like, what brands? Uh, I'd say ubiquity. Like, um, uh, it's important to get uh, have compatible, uh, you know, an, antennas that that made up. Like, if you've got a Mimosa C5C, just make sure the RF jumpers are there. And and I think one of the most compatibles, like ubiquity RD30s, 34s. Um, yeah. But you, but you one thing if you use those, you really have to watch the design frequency range. Some of these are limited to say 5100 to 5800 or so. And if you operate just below or above, uh, that performance rolls off pretty big. So we do have some other third-party uh, antennas that uh, folks use. You know. Yeah, I think another common one would be MicroTik. You know, MicroTik's pretty common. There's a, especially overseas. You know, MicroTik is pretty common in people's networks because they don't really believe in following regulations. So you know, people can use six gig or or four gig and you know make it work out. So um, like Eric said, just make sure that the, the antennas connected to your clients are, you know, applicable to the frequencies you're trying to use on the Mimosa AP. So in the Mimosa AP, um, of course, you need to have it set to Wi-Fi interop mode. Um, in the clients, you need to make sure they're also set to Wi-Fi mode or Wi-Fi in interoperability mode. You know, it's probably labeled a little differently in each of these radios. I'm not super familiar with the MicroTik or the Ubiquity radios anymore, but I don't know, Eric, uh, have you had anybody come in the chat, you know, asking about setup and, you know, what what do you need to set up in the, the A5C and what do you need to set up in the, the third-party client to make this work? Yeah, you, the, one of the main things is you'll want, <clears throat> you want uh, you know, the same protocol like you mentioned, so you want a Wi-Fi interop if you're going to take a Mimosa AP with a non-Mimosa third-party uh, client. Um, so that's that's going to need to be, uh, you know, uh, the same. Um, you're also going to need to see if you're on a client side, you're going to need to see a signal. If you scan for ID, you're going to want to see a like uh, I, I see a common negative 81 dB threshold. If it's the 80, negative 81 or weaker, you're not going to link up to the uh, AP. Uh, it's going to need to be it's going to need to be better than that and have the uh, right credentials, et cetera, for the link to associate. Right. 
So another thing that you have to do is you you have to manually set the distance at least in the A5 because there are they don't actually speak the same same language. You know they're not on the same firmware. So the A5 or the A5C doesn't really know how far away this client is. So for it to transmit correctly, you need to set the distance in the A5C. And if you have the option, also set the distance in the client radio. That way, you know you have the least amount of packet loss and uh, at least amount of retries on, you know, transmissions. Um, also, you should try and enable RTS or CTS, which is request to send and clear to send for all packets. So you need to set the threshold to zero and verify the feature is not turned off. Um, and then, of course, after you do all this, it doesn't hurt to reboot either. You know, rebooting is always uh, IT's number one go to when something doesn't work right and right right and i'd set uh I, we like to set the channel bandwidth from the ap narrow i don't know how you feel on that um like uh, do, do go as narrow as you can for starters and have those clients connect up bring bring them on in with a, at a narrow bandwidth uh get some uh, spectral density there instead of going wide and and then pinging out and looking for clients to bring on in and associate. Right. Um, another thing to note is that using Wi-Fi channels, um, there's only certain <laughs> channels you can pick from. In SRS mode, you have the whole selection from 4.9 up to 6.4, depending on where you're located at, to choose from. Wi-Fi mode only has, you know, channels 1 through 11. Yeah. Or, well, <laughs> not 1 through 11 because that's 2.4, but, you know, 5 gig Wi-Fi channels. Yeah, around uh, 5180 to 5825 in, in right. there, I believe, yeah. Um, but if you enable extended frequency use, you can choose other channels in between the normal Wi-Fi channels, but <clears throat> your clients have to be able to support that as well. They have right. to have extended frequency or, you know, additional frequency support. If they're just standard, you know, two, four, five gig Wi-Fi, you know, radios they're not going to connect to any channels other than you know the standard wi-fi channels right right a little center a uh, little center sliver or section so that, that's just a tip yeah. if, if your if your clients aren't connecting make sure you're on a standard wi-fi channel how about uh how about expected distances of course that that depends on the gain uh, uh at the ap is it a sector is it an omni mm -hmm. using an omni mimosa omni or using a Hanna Wireless Omni on that uh, A5C. Uh, what's the TX, the bandwidth? Uh, what's what's the gain on the client side uh, and, and so on? Uh, so um, theoretically, Wi-Fi interop mode will allow you to go further than SRS mode because SRS yeah. inherently has a 25 kilometer cutoff. And for those of you who might be familiar with uh, my very first video with Mimosa where we did the 56 mile link over uh, Monterey mm -hmm. Bay, that was with an access point and a client in Wi-Fi mode, you know, doing 56 miles. But of course that required special firmware and it wasn't extremely stable. So it goes back to what Eric just said. It, it depends on the gain of the client antenna. It depends on the gain of the AP antenna. So if you want service that works, you probably want to try and keep it under 10 miles. Um, yeah. Most of our 
deployments. Most of the customers out there are, are doing micro pop deployments anyway. So you wouldn't be going over a couple of miles uh, at most. You know, you're, you're, you're picking up homes that are nearby, not homes that are like 20 miles away. You'd be doing more of a point to point shot with that or something. We, we are seeing, we, you know, we, a lot, lots of folks, folks uh, people will take a, an A5C and an N5X45, a four, four, 45 uh, uh, degree uh, mimosa sector, <clears throat> and then they might have a C5C with an RD34 on the end, and they're looking at, you know, can they can they squeeze eight and ten, eleven miles out of it? Uh, uh, some some can. That that all depends uh, case by case, but typically, like you said, you're you're looking at a quarter mile, uh, two, three, four, five miles is, is a good upper average. Five, six, good upper average, I would say, depending on both sides. Yeah. And I think I think the most important thing here is people want to know what kind of speeds to expect. So <coughs> Wi-Fi Interop can provide you with much higher speeds than SRS mode, but it depends on the amount of clients you have connected, depends on the distances of the clients, and how much bandwidth the clients are using. So in Wi-Fi Interop mode, there is no time slots. You know, people, you know, or radios, I should say, can use as much bandwidth as they want, which leaves little to no bandwidth for some other customers. Right. SRS mode, of course, has time slots. Everybody gets, you know, an even chunk of transmission time. So if you have a That's few it. customers on an access point, you could potentially see, you know, up to 400 megabits per second download speeds, maybe even more. But again, that comes back to how many customers you have, how many customers are actively using the connections, um, and so on and so forth. You know, we we can run around and and keep saying this all day long. So um, yeah, that's a common. So Wi-Fi is good question, in certain yeah. cases, but we always would recommend you yeah. ultimately moving to SRS mode with all the most clients on your access point. Right, right. And of course, co-location. You know, you've got a couple of APs living living together on the same tower or on the same rooftop or whatever. That's a big deal too. And that that goes back to what you're saying about timing and timing slots and stuff. Right. So, and, and throughputs on the end, at the end user, the client, the CPE, what's going to happen. So, yep. Yeah. There's no GPS synchronization with Wi-Fi mode either. You're just, you're going to have to use different channels on each AP. So if you've yeah. got a bunch of different APs on the tower, you're going to have to fit that in somewhere. You can't overlap yeah. channels without causing yourself problems. So there's, there's always, you know, pros and cons to Wi-Fi mode. There's always pros and cons to SRS mode, but, you know, ultimately, I think SRS mode is the more stable mode, but some people like Wi-Fi interrupt mode. We've got plenty of customers out there who use Wi-Fi interrupt mode, and yeah. they mainly use Mimosa clients, but they also have Ubiquiti or Microtik clients. Mm -hmm. um, any radio that can do Wi-Fi interoperability mode can connect to the A5 or A5C if it's set up correctly. So it's not just limited to... Uh, ubiquity and microtech but those are the two most common ones um eric do you have anything else to add to this topic i think i think that's it um you know the, uh, again if you're looking for other antennas um to to connect to a mimosa ap or uh a mimosa you know c5c etc just just look at the uh design uh, frequency uh, uh, for that particular antenna. Also, make sure the genders 
Uh, you're using short jumpers and it's a quality RF 50 ohm cable. Uh, make sure the gender is just right, is correct, and then, and then you can connect the dots. But really look at the design parameters because, again, if you go below or above that design frequency of that parabolic reflective or that omni or whatever you're using, performance rolls off on these microwave uh, frequencies big time. So, yep. yeah. All right. Well, one more thing. If you have before. a oh. whisper, were you going to you're going to mention uh, Texas, were you? I was. Or, Okay. Go ahead and mention it. You you started you right mentioned. before I did, so. No, I only know what's on the screen over here. <laughs> oh, well, one last thing is, um, you know, Wisp America is coming up next week. Uh, it's going to be in Grapevine, uh, Texas, which is right there in Dallas, uh, right near the airport, right near DFW, basically across the street from DFW. Uh, it's going to be, you know, April 26th or 29th. So Mimosa will have a booth there. Um, this will be the first show that I have missed in you know probably 10 years. I unfortunately won't be there this time, but we, we will have a booth there. So feel free to stop by and say hi. Uh, I hope to see everybody in Vegas, you know, in October. Um, hopefully, you know, COVID will be bye-bye or, you know, close to bye-bye, you know, everybody will have their shots and travel will be, you know, opened up and, you know, so on and so forth. So um, I won't see you unfortunately next week, but you know, other people will, and then I will see you all in Las Vegas yeah. in October. Hey, you might do six feet social distancing while you're working your luggage around the airport, but then you're going to do six inch social distancing once you're squeezed next to your unknown neighbor. Okay. Right. Yep. <laughs> Just be safe. All right. Well, All right. thanks, Eric. And uh, we'll see you on the next okay. episode of the Mamosa podcast. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Please hit the subscribe or follow button to stay up to date with our latest podcast, which will be available on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud.